2: Welcome back to the OC, the Osteo Connection. Glad to be here again today. I'll be your host, Jason Turnbull. As always, with my two comrades, Kevin Longprey, Dr. Sean Landry. Welcome, Jason, boys.
1: Thank you for having us, Jason. It's a bit flat. A bit flat. Yeah.
2: Just like, like your golf swing. Do you want to? Ooh. We're going there. <laughs> zing. Wow. We had our first golf game this last past weekend. We did. And, and actually, I should not say that your swing was flat. <laughs> it was. Your swing was on plane. You was were on plane. You were
1: hammering it. Mm. Yes. Hammering it. And you almost hit that turtle little turtle. He did and hit the almost turtle. Almost killed the, the turtle. We will post a picture later. I'm
2: killing it but you hit him.
1: Yeah I definitely wouldn't have
2: killed
0: it. That was a big turtle. It made it angry. I definitely made it angry.
1: Yes. Yeah. No. Oh I, yeah. But what does turtle mean? Uh, what was the significance the turtle? It was prosperity. 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 Yeah. Longevity. Longevity. Slow and steady, prosperity. Oh. <laughs> Wrinkly. You are the oldest of us. Cranky. Yeah, bit. longevity. has As to be three. something with longevity. Yeah, longevity. For sure. And this was definitely, this, was a, this is a huge snapping turtle. Yeah. yeah yes. On the golf course. On, on the, the golf, golf course, On the yes. green, yes. yes. Yeah. It's nice that Canada has finally thawed out and we can golf.
2: Hopefully, luckily, he was not exposed to a potential tornado that we had to walk off the golf course bef- because of. Right? Yeah. Very true.
1: Yeah. That was actually, uh, yeah, there was a significant storm. Thankfully, like you say, it did not hit us. Yeah. We were okay. Mm. We, we had a little pause, but we got back on track. Yeah. yeah. Great time. Beautiful back nine. Yeah. Ah. When are we doing it again? This Sunday. <laughs>
0: Sunday. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, if can't wait to drop that. If bomb I can get permission. Yeah.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. What? What do you mean?
2: It's mid. just five and a half hours. It's like...
0: Sunday mid afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. So,
2: uh, what are we talking about today? Today, guys, we're going to chat about the uh, Report of Findings. Oh, yeah. Which is one of our early podcasts we did (laughs) back, I think, (laughs) in episode 9 or 10, we did Report of Findings. Yes. But we've come a long way. Yeah. And we feel like we maybe have a bit more to offer now than we did.
0: 80 episodes. We have to say 10,000 downloads away. Yes. This This is is actually
1: very, very good. We got that news this week. Reached a milestone. So, thank you, all those who are listening. Thanks to uh, keep sharing. Krista. Krista, yes, shout out. Nice. Keep sharing with your friends and colleagues. Thank you, listener. Th- th- that's th- a you. lot of downloads,
0: Krista. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well,
2: seriously, that's great. It was uh, a yeah. that's great news to see, and that uh, yeah, it kind of grows quickly at one point, right? So it's good.
1: Yeah, ready for some compounded exponential growth. Right? Wow,
2: Sean! Oh, oh,
0: look at you with yeah. the triple uh, triple threat. I love <laughs> it.
2: <laughs> great. Yeah. So, reported findings. So. Um, I guess for those of you who didn't uh, hear the first podcast we did a couple, almost two years ago. So report of findings is uh, something that we do here at our clinic where on a client's second visit, we present them with what we call our report of findings, which is essentially a synopsis of what we discovered during their initial eval. So, you know, Mm -hmm. we have our initial evaluation. We've, we've done many podcasts about what we do and making that, that initial visit very special and, you know, m- certain items you have to make sure you cover during that time period, right? We talked about the four questions that every client has and to make sure that you are um, answering those questions, hopefully, before they even ask. We talk Will about you make me a- taller? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can I lose weight? <laughs> <laughs> what are the other two? Will my husband mow the lawn? <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. And then, uh, and then we talked about the five-minute wrap-up, all that stuff on the first day. Now, the report of findings is something we'd like to present when they come back. Um, you know, because a lot of times during that initial evaluation, you're covering a lot of stuff, right? You're you're trying to obviously do a comprehensive intake, but at the same time, you're trying to leave, hopefully having some room at the end where you can treat a little bit to, you know, to start the process and to gain that, you know, that trust. And, you know, every patient expects to be at least having some sort of hands-on therapy of any treatment session. So we like to take the time afterwards to, you know, finish the evaluation, reflect on what's there, and then present to our clients with a, a document. So we had some folders made many years ago uh, a, a nice folder that has a slot for a business card it's got like a pamphlet where right? you can open it up and there's uh, two sleeves inside where you can add in um, maybe exercises you've printed off or certain handouts we have that's going on at our clinic a newsletter you can put it inside this the front uh, the front pocket and then present that to them on day two um and usually it's well received right there could also be digital it can be digital. Yes, yes it, is, it can yeah, be. Yeah, the
1: physical, yeah, physical copy is is one way of doing it. Digital videos, right? Today we have uh, lots of access and opportunity to share that stuff online. Or like so. Jay likes to do the scroll thing. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the added touch, it's just though. pulling it it's out,
0: just like an added that. touch though. Yeah. I like it's it, Jay. Cool. Yeah. 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 Yes. So anyway, so you that's them it. So
2: postcard, right? <laughs> postcard. Yeah. I mail it to them. Yeah. <laughs> Horse. And,
0: delivered. <laughs> horse and buggy yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh,
2: so yeah so essentially there's a few things that we, we like to include in our report of findings we talk about um, you know a few things you want to cover so you want to make sure that you have give them an assessment of their current health status right of what you found and what they're, you know, what you've assessed for them for the reason they're there in your clinic you want to define the care plan and action steps that you want to go through and then finally the phases of care and the treatment plan you're proposing for them so, Sean, why don't you why don't you start with that? So, for you, when we're giving out a report of findings, why are we giving this? What is the next step? Why do you think it's so important to present your client with that, with regards to the conversion and yeah. all that kind of stuff? Uh, so, I get yeah. If you listen to our, a few podcasts ago, we
1: t- we spoke about that. We spoke about conversion and compliance, rates. So, I think you're always striving to get 100% conversion and compliance. And this is and this report of findings and the folder you provide this the patient is essential to attaining those rates, uh, because it, it, it allows you time to reflect actually after your initial evaluation, you can re- review your notes, you can see what you found, what you think, where you think the patient's at, what's going on. And then when you see them the next time, they will have a better understanding of it, of exactly that, what the plan and process is, and the report of findings, uh, before you begin care on that second visit, uh, is essential in order to get the patient on board and, uh, comply with that care plan. So uh, Jay, you covered it uh, brilliantly. You want to make sure you establish and and tell them what you found. You want to make sure you answer any questions they may have with regards. You want to make sure they understand the different, like the phases of care, which we go over all the time. Um, you know, we have the initial acute phase, which is uh, usually when someone, uh, ends up in your practice is because they they may or may not be you know most likely they're in pain and they they want something solved right they want to they want to help with that with that uh, pain, or, or they, they can't do something that they love doing, right? So they show up in your office. So you have to address that, the current, the, where they're at, the current situation, but you'd show them how uh, phases of healing and, and how that works. So uh, we have a whole, we'll have a whole podcast on this, actually, the phases of care. And I believe, uh, Jay, you're actually writing a book, right? I, I think Lisa was talking about that. <laughs> Jay's actually writing a book on the phases, the phases I of care. can't wait to read that. Yeah.
2: It's in Braille. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, my hand is not yeah. very good so yeah, yeah. but the there import- are
0: computers now you could use <laughs> really <laughs> although you are a loud ty- ty- typer
2: i am i'm am an angry loud typer <laughs> yeah but you but it's a,
1: it's so important that that again both of you uh understand where the patient is during this journey right so we talk about the acute phase of care then we talk about the corrective phase of care then we talked about the the wellness or optimization phase of care and you're you're actually by by explaining these phases but then telling exactly where the patient is you're laying the road map for where they're going to go because most of our clients here you'll see we have we have busy waiting list practices but most of them started in an acute phase and now we see them for optimization wellness and we've been seeing patients for 20 plus years, right? Yeah. And they, they come back regularly, you know, just for optimization for wellness sometimes they fall back into acute because life is life and and there are of course know, people are living and playing and you know doing fun things and and there's lots of you know we're all we know life has stresses this that the other so this this report of findings is, is essential to establish that um, you also want to outline your you know the prognosis right like how long you think each phase will take exactly. right you tell them about what what's what's ahead And, and then you, you know, you, you actually get buy-in from them to say that it's not just you, right. There's going to be specific exercises that you want them to do. And they're provided in this handout and they may change. They will change as, as, as they get better. Right.
2: That's the key, Sean. I think it's, I think it works two ways. I think it's really important that we say, go back to acute phase. It's preparing them for understanding that, you know, they have to be seen, you know, more often in a shorter duration of time yeah. so they, they can kind of wrap their head around okay so he's kind of saying this is where i'm at so it ties back to that care plan the action steps if they're in an the acute phase and explain to them that you're in a state of increased inflammation you have increased pain you have decreased mobility so obviously during that time period or that part of their phase that of their phase more of care they here. need to be here more yeah. often more. to help those processes so So for the patient, for the client, they understand, okay, that makes sense to me. I'm not sleeping at night. I'm not able to function. makes sense to come more often. And for the practitioner, it shows how you can build out your treatment plan. Hmm. You can go ahead in your schedule and reserve a spot for this person for the next four weeks at at once a week uh, frequency. And you can start to see how your treatment plan and how your schedule can grow from that as well. And I think that's really important that you can do that with your clients because then they, they can understand that. And it's always up for... It always evolves, like you said. Maybe after two or three sessions, they don't need to come the next week right away. Right, yeah. everything is—it's it's an evolving model, if you will. Sometimes maybe it's more, but I think having that discussion on the second day lets them know that you have—you've taken the time after initial after the initial evaluation, to put more work into their case mm-hmm. and to think about and plan out properly what's what's the next step going forward.
1: Yeah, you also want to explain how healing works, right? So like you said, this this I use the analogy of frequency over time, right? So uh, a gym analogy, right? You can't get better unless you show up, to, you know, if you go once every month right it's going to take not, a lot longer it's going to take a lot longer you're not going to get the results you want learning a language right? you need to practice brushing your teeth these are things that you do um, if you want to get results right so so if someone wants to get better you explain that during this phase we're going to need to see you more often right and that uh, obviously based on your expertise and and uh, you know where you're at in practice you'll have a better idea as you gain knowledge and experience but you definitely need to see them during the acute phase. If they want to get better, you need to see them more often than not, right? So you're, you're telling the patient that. And then you say, but as you graduate out of that, you're going to get more functional. You're going to be less pain. That's when we, That's when we enter the corrective phase.
2: Which maybe right. Kevin would like to enlighten us with. Yeah. His words. Oh, uh, are you still here? Hey, guys. Uh, Look well, at yeah, This <laughs> is
1: actually, you know, we, we don't list like passengers on this bus. You know, so <laughs> maybe you could, uh, you know. Chime in. I, I had like in a zero bit. room like you guys were hogging <laughs> <laughs> everything. I just uh, figured,
0: you know what? At some point, they're mm. going to look at me. Yeah, well, I actually me. thought you went home, to be honest. <laughs> I
2: thought I smelled something. I think I fell asleep a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. I smelled something. And I'm like, oh, that's,
1: that's, oh, that's Kevin.
0: That's a stroke, though. That
2: toes burning. Is that what you <laughs> thought? It's true. could have oh, been that. Okay, so let's see. What was Kevin? the question? Well, Sean and I kind of just yeah. covered the acute phase. So someone comes in with that acute phase and we're putting the fire out and getting them to feel better. And then we're talking about maybe that transition So, report of findings. Someone may be coming in for the corrective case. So what do you think of when we talk about that, that middle stage, that corrective that corrective phase? What are you looking for? What are your thoughts on that as far as like a report of findings?
0: Well, the corrective phase is a good opportunity to, to use because all of it is an opportunity to educate, right? So I think the corrective phase is where you, you get those clients that will come back on the regular mm-hmm. because they start – They start noticing, oh, okay, so I understand the body uh, can mechanically break down. Uh, It happens with time. There's a bit of accumulation. So they start to see the benefit of having something, you know, on whatever frequency it is that patient might require, right? So, like, I like to tell people, you know, like, when you guys were even talking about acute, when you have someone coming in on a certain frequency, but then you start noticing, oh, this person's vitality is actually pretty good, even though they're in the a cube phase, they correct pretty fast. So then you can explain to them, well oh, listen, like you're responding a lot better than I thought. So these are all words you can use too to encourage the patient, saying like, listen, you're actually responding way better than I thought you would. So this phase is gonna be a lot shorter than I was expecting. So now we can go to the corrective phase where we look at things like, you know, uh, alignment and things like that, that could be a benefit to you functioning better and everything else too.
2: Exactly. And then
0: you start explaining, using that opportunity to explain a bit of how the body works, like structure, governing function and things like that. So it's a great, every, every one of these phases and every one of like through the report of findings is is an opportunity for you to, to educate and empower your patient to uh, one, know a bit more about how the body works what benefit we are so it gives the value of what we do uh, a huge boost and then that's usually how you create that client that's going to come back on the regular
2: i think that's well said i I totally agree kev i think Mm -hmm. the corrective phase is i look at it as when they're not in that they don't always have much pain left. maybe a little bit of pain i look at these phases they're like you know feeling maybe 50 to 75% better, that they're not, they're sleeping okay at night. It's not stopping them from what they're doing. Mm-hmm. It's like we said before, quite often pain is the last thing to show up, but it's the first thing to go away. So their pains may be subsided quite a bit, but their functioning's not back, right? They're not quite really, they can get by and they can play around in golf, but they can't, they're not bending down to pick up the ball of the hole the way they should. You know, they're, they're still accommodating around structures, but I think it's a, a great, um, a great time when they're, in their, in their, in their Journey, if you will, where you can educate them about why this happens, what other layers play a role. Because most people thinking coming in are on that mechanical aspect, but you can start talking into stress and emotion and nutrition. You can really tie in how what we do as osteopaths and how we look at the body, how you can really make them better or more healthy. All fronts a whole, and I think that's where the corrective phase is a big part because there's more of that time to, to discuss and to get into certain things that we, we know as osteopaths play a huge role in how this person is moving forward, uh, right? I think that's a big part. I, I think the uh,
1: honestly, I think also during the report of findings by outlining these phases of care, y- you can see because a lot of patients or a lot of practitioners lose you have a huge patient drop off after that acute phase. Yes. Right? Because you're and and again, if you want to build a you know a sustainable waiting list practice that feeds itself, right? You want to educate them on on, like you say, the concepts of the lifestyle of osteopathy, yeah. right? So the corrective phase is such an important important kind of phase of care because like you say, you might get them out of acute phase pretty quickly, right? Some sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, it takes a bit longer but the corrective phase is where you can really start to educate them on their active role and in doing that, right? That's when you transition them into the wellness optimization where you start to look at lifestyle and right. and like a more real approach about the human body and how it works, exactly. how it heals. How? A truly Why holistic, does it break approach? A holistic a holistic approach, holistic approach is what we do, right? Yes. So and 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 the population is actually they're they they need this, right? And you're you're then you're setting
0: the stage with all that as there's so much good information you can use for other things to promote your business. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So so that this is a huge, huge important kind of uh, opportunity in your treatment mm. to give that report of findings to not only educate your patient, but then also draw uh, little nuggets out of there that you can use in other
1: little... Uh, avenues to promote your business as you go through and you do these kind of like i say as you graduate these patients into the different phases of care you'll see you know later on but you can always fall back to the report of findings remember when we spoke about this right this is why it's powerful to outline this and go over these steps in the report of findings because during you know there might you might encounter the patient that that has a harder time but you can you can refer back to the report of finance remember when you were in that acute phase you were here right and now you're here right? so um, I agree. yeah no it's it's such a powerful tool uh it also establishes like you say this credibility and the no like and trust factor jay you talk about this often but it gives them a plan right they enter your office and they go oh my goodness, this person, this clinician is going to take care of me. We have a plan in place to get me from where I am now, my dysfunction, to functional, to optimized, right? And they're going to take that home. That, that Ideally, they take that report of findings home and they show their significant other. They show their family members, right? So look what this, you know, look what, you know, my my guy or my girl is going to outline or is going to is gonna do for, for me.
2: Right? Look how comprehensive this is. This look is how comprehensive. Uh, Sean, right? you, you took the words in my mouth. This is commonly, so, you know, sometimes you make that great connection with someone in that initial avowal and, and we've talked about this in the past. They walk down and they can't wait to refer you to their mm-hmm. friends and family family but on the flip side when someone's not feeling very well they don't always do that when they're Mm -hmm. really not feeling great but on the flip side when you get more time with them and now it's treatment like five or six and you've gotten to know them and now you're asking you're going deeper and getting more into their lifestyle how do they live how do they sleep what do they eat what do they do to me to you know to you know look at their stress levels all that kind of stuff when you get into that then you'll see wait a second you're talking about this you know my neighbor my whatever they can really benefit i didn't had no idea that you guys got into this level of treatment and that's a huge part for them to to be a great referral source this is how you build out this is why you hopefully don't have to invest in marketing and advertising dollars all the time you don't have to always do that you can no. you could do it in-house and i think that's a huge part of of like you said that re of communicating with them and having them play a, an active role in their recovery plays such a big role in them Mm -hmm. Okay. So then that leads us to what that last phase. So we like to call that the optimization phase. I know other people talked about that as a maintenance phase. And this is where you get that, that client that like Kevin, you had kind of said before that they start coming more regularly, right? They, you know, maybe it's someone who had a, a a terrible injury, a a disc bulge, let's say, who maybe didn't respond to other therapists or, or may or may not have seen other therapists that didn't respond. Then come see someone like us, they get better and they're like I'm never going back there again. Mm-hmm. Like, I I, I want to keep doing this. They see that this is not a luxury anymore. Yeah. They see it more as a necessity. Yes. Right. And so that leads to what we call optimization, or that principle of maybe being more of a wellness-based practice and not a pain-based practice. Mm-hmm. Right. Anything you want to throw on top of that, Kev? Uh, well, again, to tie into
0: what you were saying before, I think this is where you can really uh, tie in the whole picture aspect of the human body, you know, like the the mindset part, the lifestyle part, the the physicality of it, what happens to the structure due to all these things. Uh, It's more of an opportunity to go even deeper on the educating the patient uh, on how they can be better uh, by maybe changing certain ways they see things to Uh, Changing a few things in how they do in terms of routine of their daily life. Um, All the things that can make it so that their body functions at a more optimal level. So this is a lot of more dialogue with the patient. Even though, you know, obviously in treatment there are certain things you're going to look at for sure. But uh, it's our opportunity again. I, I think that's what we have to emphasize here is that every time you're with someone in your office... Is your marketing opportunity mm. not in a sleazy marketing way? It's a true, sincere offering of our expertise on you know uh, optimizing a person's well-being. Mm-hmm. So, you, whether it's the way they think to the to to certain things like that, to to what they're eating, maybe uh, you know basics. for not to say that we're experts in diet, dietary. Uh, Things, but just you know, basic things of, you know, you should probably not yeah. eat sugar out of a bag, you know, or uh, <laughs> have ten cokes a day, or <laughs> yeah. you know. yeah. no. You so can be a sounding board for all that. Yeah, sure. of course, and know when to refer, of course. But I mean, this is our opportunity to really be a professional and deliver. What people really need is just guidance. They need guidance. They need accountability. They need. Uh, yeah. They need a uh, uh, someone to kind of show them a little bit of. Of maybe what they were doing and how it was affecting them mm. on a physical level, on on an emotional level, and then and try and help them out as best we can to guide them towards a optimization of certain things they could change super easy on a daily basis to to make that better, right? Yeah. So uh,
1: yeah, Kev, awesome picking up where, where off that theme. I I actually so using this opportunity to to kind of like you say, market, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The report of findings, and when you explain these phases of care, I honestly tell right off the bat, and because it's true, I say most of my <laughs> patients right now, right. we have, you know, we're at a phase in practice because we were able to do this and do it quickly and build our practices, most of our patients are wellness and optimization. Mm-hmm. Right? So I tell that to people. I explain the phases of care and I say, honestly, most of my patients, and I set the stage right away. I say, I see most of my patients once a month, once every two months, once a quarter, depending on their lifestyle, how they live, what their stresses are, what they do to, you know, like what their habits are. But I set the stage and I tell them. And I, mm-hmm. so, so my goal with you is to get you to that phase where you're seeing me once in a while to optimize your health, right? And I tell them that right off the bat even what, even if they're in crazy pain, right? Even if, the, even if we're solving their back issue or their low back issue or whatever. And um, and I set that stage. So I plant the seed to say that I'm going to see you, right? And, and people, you know, oftentimes, like I say, in, ch- in chiropractic, right, people are like, oh yeah, but I heard if I come see you, I have to see you for the rest of my life. And I'm like, well, once you understand how the body works and understand, you know, what habits are and stresses and this and that, I'm like, you're going to want to come see me. Right. Exactly. (laughs) You're going to want to see me because you're going to understand how good you feel when things are, when things are, you know, moving well, when your body's communicating, when your, your body has the ability to auto regulate and, 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 you know, and so I, I answer those questions, right? But you're,
2: but you're truthful. You're straight up and you're authentic.
1: 100%. And that's why it works. Yeah. And, and I, s- I plant that seed and I set the stage right and I say this is what my practice is right because that's what it's become over time that's what I wanted and and you' I want you to become that patient here's how we get you there right and there is work right there is work to do and y- you know and you're only here a small percentage of the time right we've outlined the care plan of what I want to see you through acute to graduate to corrective and into wellness but you got to do the work right.
2: I like to talk about like I say to them, what do you think wellness is? Or what do you think optimization is? Mm-hmm. Do you think you're optimal? And they go, well, what do you mean by optimal? Like, like you said, they're coming in in pain and not doing well, and they can't raise their arm or whatever they're there for. But that's not optimal. Optimal when they're doing this once a month thing, you might be say, listen, we've, you know, you're out of your crisis mode. You're back to doing the the life activities you want to do. But there's room to grow. You know, mm-hmm. that's when I bring in that concept of the triangle of health. We like got yeah. the biomechanical, the nutritional, the emotional. And I'll tell them, like, okay, now we're looking on the, we're, we're going to work, you know, things are moving really well in your, in your shoulder, let's say, but you know what, your nervous system, whenever you get that, that anchor, it's always your nervous system, it's always you get stuck at your cranial base, whatever, and i say, we're going to spend the next couple of months when you're coming in once a month, whatever, and we're going to work on that. A lot and we're going to do exercise at home to work on that so that's no longer like your struggle or your your anchor so imagine if that gets more optimal then we can move on to your breath work we work on breath work and breathe do you think you breathe properly? Oof, not really great well what are we focused on that mm. and turn one of your i look this as a coaching like my kids for hockey if we can turn your weakness into one of your strengths and it's no longer a weakness then you're that much better mm-hmm. there's so many angles in optimization therapy you can go to from nutritional like kev you said we're not nutritional experts mm. but we all know we could probably do better so as osteopaths, you can certainly bring it up. We're trying to make you the best you can be. We're trying to make you perform at your best at all levels. Yeah. Whether that's as an athlete, as a parent, as a whatever, you need to get as optimal as you can. So you can you can have those conversations. So what do you do? What do you like to eat? What is your thing? How can you make that cleaner? What do you think you can do? Yeah. Are you drinking enough water? Are you doing this? And you, and then they start to see. Wow, this is like, this is not me coming in for rotator cuff tendonitis anymore. Mm-hmm. We're past that. But this person truly cares about. How am I going to be optimal? Mm-hmm. How am I going to? How do you? How do you get your client to be their best self? It's through that. It's getting them through that acute phase, exactly. and then showing them, look how much more there's there yeah. that we can talk about. But you Mindset. have to. Plan, but you have to you plant to plan, that plan seed, the seed early during the report. Finding is brilliant. That's you what the whole report to. of finding is for. Yeah. I get into it like, okay, well. Oh, that's amazing! I'm doing this. Oh, yeah. Have you seen this book on mindset? I really recommend this book on mindset. This person really knows it, and it's it becomes so much more fun because yeah, you're really seeing that that uh, that path that your client can take.
1: Because you, you guys will see those of you listening that are just starting off in practice, but you will see like it. There's a there. You're gonna because practicing right when you get out into the real world it takes effort and it takes work, and you're gonna see. Well, guess what? There's less effort once the patient is already in the door right and and because you have those patients in front of you so if you have these communication skills in place and you have these processes in this you know the the, like we say the initial consult the evaluation the report of findings which we're going over today you are going to waste a lot less time and energy finding your next patient because the people in front of you are going to go out and find them for you and that's the key right and then As you see, because you got to understand, as your practice builds out over time, as your practice builds over time, you're going to have less and less room for new patients, or you can be more specific about who you take, right? But you still use these same tools and techniques over and over again. You see these procedures, right? You use them over again because it will build out your practice, right? And you're going to have, you know, more people. You're going to see something like just, just for example, you're going to see, um, a new patient, well, yes, you're going to see them more often, right? In the acute phase than in the corrective phase. And you're going to see them left, less often in the, in the uh, wellness optimization, optimization yep. phase. But if, as long as you understand those concepts, right, you can start to plug and play your your. You can start to see how your practice builds out over time. Jay, you say that all the time. Yeah, right? well,
2: you can see how you can plot your course. How many new patients do I need this week? Yep. You know, go look at a new patient, how many visits are going to come? You can yep. calculate. You look, just print off some sheets from your from your computer. Yeah. You can see how many per, how many people, how many visits they come per year, and you can start to see. Okay, well, how many visits am I booking per month? How many am I booking per week? And yeah. you can see that if I can plug in, you know, three new people here every yeah. week or every and two. And they weeks. represent x
1: x number of visits in the acute phase, right? Totally. And x number of, so you'll you'll have a life cycle of a patient, right? And ultimately, that patient becomes, like you say, a lifelong patient. And uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome when you understand this system and the re- and the impact the report of findings has on the overall picture. You're never gonna skip this step again.
2: I agree. All right. So listen, I think if we can, we can probably wrap it up. I, I, if you if you guys want to have a bit more details, I'm pretty sure we talked to you about phases of care in our treatment plan podcast, which was episode ten, mm-hmm. and we did a report of findings already in, in episode nine. So yeah, feel free go to go over. back and listen to that. I think the big thing is uh, we're also going to include as a as a free download for you guys. We we did a, a template for you to as a, a template you can use as your own report of findings. Obviously, you can customize that to yes. what you want it to look like. We actually gave you one that we filled in as well, just as an example where we go over you know, your assessment of the current health status. So maybe you want to write down what you found. Right? We're not allowed to diagnose, but we can assess that they had a you know, a lumbar. Depen- depending on where you're at in the world, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then you can talk about your care plan. You, you can write a, a headings for your care plan where you want to write down what your goals are for decreasing pain and increasing function or whatever you think is is appropriate for that client in front of you and then the phases of care for us we literally circle a spot are they acute are they corrective are they optimization you circle it and underneath you can write down your treatment plan what you're proposing you're looking for like sean said you're looking for that conversion and compliance do they buy in do they do they understand what you're what you're providing for them and do you think that there's something that they that you together can work as a team to build towards? So that's that's what we're looking for, guys. We hope you can enjoy those downloads and you can use them and put them in your practice tomorrow.
1: Awesome. Sign up osteomentorship.com. Head on over there. We have lots of resources. Where that that site is ever evolving until we get until uh, we get it to where we want to want it to be. The Osteo Connection podcast, right? We uh, share with your friends and colleagues. Thanks again um,
2: for listening. Thank you
1: again for listening and downloading. We hit, we just hit, as Kevin said, we hit ten thousand. That's pretty awesome. We, uh, you know, when we started this, we had no idea the impact it was going to have, and we've been getting lots of great feedback and reviews from you guys. Lots of great questions. We're going to continue to evolve this thing to answer uh, answer questions you may have. Interview cool guests. We're gonna get some more cool guests on there. Um and yeah, it'll it'll grow and evolve. But thank you so much for hitting that ten thousand. Next I guess the next plot next mark would be a hundred thousand no, thousand. So share with your friends and colleagues. Uh, give us a review, that helps as well. Um and uh yeah, hit us up on uh, social media, osteo connection, osteo podcast and uh, LinkedIn. LinkedIn we're yeah, Jason, Kevin, myself, Sean, we've been on uh on LinkedIn a little more actively so uh, connect with us on LinkedIn and uh, yeah the, the, the party's just getting started so awesome. see you next week take care everybody
2: peace bye thanks for checking out this episode we hope you learned something or not and if you haven't already subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening
1: and hey it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts and if you're still listening at this point thanks mom
0: And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week and be sure to share with a friend.